Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. So today I'm really excited about my guest that I'm having on the show. Um, Amelia is a wonderful friend of mine. um, And we met, well, she's been going to the same church with me for a while. But before that, uh, or not before that, since then, just about a little over three years ago, when Josh and I um, decided to start Celebrate Recovery at our church, Grace Community Church, um, Amelia joined right from the very beginning. And um, she just has a powerful testimony Um, she is just a shining example of what God can do in somebody's life. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear just a little bit, even of her story today, and also hear about, you know, what God is doing through, um, the hardships that she's endured in her life. So with that, before we jump into all of that stuff, Amelia, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself so the listener can kind of get to know who they're listening to today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, let me say thank you for having me. I really do appreciate that. Um, A little bit about me is I'm a wife. I have been with my husband for almost seven years now. Um, We have four children, um, all boys, um, all have special needs. So it's quite a hoot in my house. Um, And as for like a profession, um, I'm a certified trauma therapist and I work with you know, children and adults who've experienced really hard and adverse things in their life. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a very devout and follower of Jesus. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are one of the busiest women I know, um, to, with all of the things that you do, uh, with your job, I know you are so passionate and dedicated to the work that you do. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, which I'm excited. Um, and your children, just how you pour into them and invest in them. Um, and we love them. I see them almost every week and, um, at CR, I just love them. And, but you are dedicated to their growth and their healing um, with with their individual needs. And so that is just so awesome to witness myself. Um, and so Amelia, if you could just start us out by sharing a little bit about what brought you to Celebrate Recovery, um, maybe some of your past struggles, things that you've dealt with that kind of led you to where you are now. Yeah. Um, so I actually started in drug addiction when I was 13 years old. Um I was in a very dysfunctional family dynamic growing up and, you know, drugs were something that helped me just really survive. You know, it helped me manage the pain and the suffering that I didn't really have words for when I was young. Um, There was counselors, there was doctors, there were all these people who thought, you know, they were an expert in my life. And I just felt really unheard and disconnected. And so as I was getting older in, you know, my teenage years, I actually found a lot of my identity in my addiction. Um, I had friends, you know, I had social events, I had 
you know, life. And this was like the big secret that just nobody ever suspected or cared for. And so it was like my little piece of, you know, heaven and serenity in my addiction. Um, I got clean for the first time. I was 17 years old. I was finally put in foster care at that point. Um, and that's when there was really this conversation of like, hey, you're actually smart. You actually can give back to the world. Um, have you considered going to college? And that really wasn't my plan. Um, I didn't really have a plan, but I knew that wasn't it. But I did go anyways. And so in my very beginning of my freshman year of college, I relapsed. And, you know, I continued this addiction for many years. I did drop out of college. I moved around a lot. And a lot of the connections that I made, either through my employment or my social history, it was all other people who, you know, struggled with addiction as well. And that's who I was. Um, I finally kind of got caught up with when I was about 23 years old. Um, I had to move home with my parents. My parents still didn't know that I was an addict, which is pretty impressive if I have to say so myself. And um, I knew like there was so much supervision that I had to be clean. So I moved out as quickly as I could. I maintained sobriety for about a month and I went back to college um, looking for my purpose in that point in time. I relapsed probably within the first month of being back in college and I stayed in very heavy drug use and addiction um, for about six months and then I got caught. Um, and I was really facing this point of like, either you lose everything or you get clean. And that was because the university was finally going to hold me accountable. And so I did, I got clean. Um, and my life at that point is where I would say I was definitely at rock bottom. And, um, you know, I was seeing counselors, I was doing community service at school. And then I had this kind of looming academic board and, um, I had connected with my childhood best friend who had grown up with me through all of this. And he was a huge support for me to get clean and stay clean. Um, but he died in March of 2011. Um, he died by suicide. And that really triggered me digging into the basement of my addiction. Um, I had mentally made the decision that I was going to overdose and, and die. And it was in that moment that I had heard like an auditory voice of God that said, like, I won't share specifically what he said, but it was that point where he really caught my attention. Um, I had one prior experience in, you know, my teen years where I'd heard from him, but I think it was in that moment that he, he, he knew who I was. I was not a believer in Jesus. I was not following him. And I had nothing to live for. And I didn't even care about myself enough to have this idea that my life was worth living. And, you know, he spoke into me in that moment and gave me not only a reason to live, but a reason to follow him. Mm -hmm. So as I'm continuing on that journey, um, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, that was not something that I thought would be an option for me. I never had served overseas. I didn't think that was a thing. Um, and it was a really great counselor who kind of broke down those walls and said, you know, 
you're not maybe just your addiction. It's maybe you were medicating. Maybe you were self-treating. And now that you don't have that and you're looking at your life, um, you know, does this make sense to you? And, and it did. Um, my son was born nine months later, my oldest one, Christian. And it was through that process and that experience that I realized, like, I had something worth living for, um, but I had no meaning in my life. I had no direction or context. So I started on this, like, kind of this mental health recovery journey of trying to manage PTSD, try to stay clean, try to be a good mom. But this is the turning point where I started turning and following Jesus. And so I followed Jesus for many years before we saw that sign of, you know, hey, we're looking for people to come and join us to celebrate recovery. And I had no idea what it was. I just knew that serving was good and it was something that I didn't do and I wanted to do. Um, but every time I tried to serve, it wasn't the right fit. And so I kind of had this conversation quietly with God that says, okay, this is it. Either I can serve here or I'm not going to serve at all. Mm -hmm. And then of course, here we are three years later. Yes. You know, what is so amazing as you were talking, uh, I was writing little words down and every time I wrote a word down within a minute, you said that same word. Um, so it was like, your identity was in an addiction. And then you said mm -hmm. that and then hit rock bottom and turning point, all those things that you said. And what I just loved is, is that that was a different perspective. When you said that, I, I don't know if a lot of people realize that their identity is an addiction and they actually find comfort often in their addiction. And there's this fear of, of stopping because they, even though it's reckless, even though it, you know, it's, there's negative consequences, that's where they feel comfortable. Um, and it's, it's not until they hit rock bottom, um, often and that, that change can happen. And I, cause I remember with Josh, like I was trying to, to make him hit rock bottom in a sense, like I was trying to be the one that to get him to change. And he had to, he had to come to that place because he was comfortable in his addiction in a sense, that was his identity. He felt somewhat safe there, even though there was all this chaos surrounding it. So it's very interesting that you said that. And I think, you know, a lot of people need to hear that. Um, it helped me have compassion on him later when I kind of learned a little bit more about it. Um, and the turning point, what I thought was so beautiful was, um, that God pursued you, you know, like you didn't have a relationship you said with him. Um, but he was there all along and he pursued you. And then, and then at that moment, when you hit rock bottom and your friend committed suicide and just everything was like laid open for you, um, you know, God spoke to you. And that is just such a beautiful picture of just, he does care for us. He is with us in the storms. Um, and then that big turning point too, when your son was born mm -hmm. and just like, okay, I do have purpose, you know, like I, there is more to this life than just me. I have this child. Um, so what's the direction? Where do I go from here? God. Um, and I think so many people listening are probably wrestling with that. You know, what's my purpose? Where do I go from here? Um, and so leading into this next question, if you could just tell us a little bit, um, how has Christ-centered recovery? So when you, when you took that commitment and said, okay, God, it's this or nothing, um, I'm going to, I'm going to see what this is all about. How has that impacted your life? You know, what have you really gained from it? Yeah. You know, I think you know, kind of looking at it and seeing where I was, was I really was just trying to do the next right thing. I was trying to serve God. Um, and 
you know, one of the first things about Celebrate Recovery is recognizing like, no, I am in recovery. Um, And so there's that piece of me where I had to really wrestle with this identity of who am I? Um, If I'm not an addict, you know, I am a mom, you know, I am a wife, but who am I? Because I spent that journey knowing who God was, but I didn't understand who I was in relationship to him. And so when I started at Celebrate Recovery, it was a lot of this exploration of, you know, what do you think of me? You know, at PTSD, it says, you know, you are broken, you are damaged, you are hurt, you are worthless, you are all these negative things. And so when I walked into Celebrate Recovery, I still had that identity Mm -hmm. that I was broken, that I was unwanted, that I was useless, that I was hopeless, that I was helpless. And God said, no, you are not any of these things. You are perfectly, wonderfully made child of God who I created, I wanted, I set apart for this life. And that was such a huge revelation for me because, you know, I was making these steps and walking these steps, but I didn't know what made me different. I didn't know what made me special. I don't even know why, like God wanted me. And so it really put these pieces of who God was and who I am in relation to him um, in perspective, which gives me like that hope and this motivation to really want to do what God had called me to do, because now I could see myself the way that God saw me. And so that actually was huge in my recovery with PTSD is that, you know, yeah, that is part of my past, but that's not who I am now, Mm -hmm. here, today, in present, Um, that I don't have to attach these definitions because they're all lies. They're all lies that Satan has used to try to pick the trajectory of my life. And I have a choice. I don't have to believe those things. Yes. Yes. Amen. I, you know, um, I love that. It's what I've learned from CR is similar to like, you know, it's so beautiful to see how God takes the broken parts of our stories. And when we can um, come into this program and we always say, you hear us say it almost every week in the welcome, like nobody comes into CR on a winning streak, you know, like we're all there. Cause we're, we're maybe feeling stuck in a certain area of our life. And it's just being in a place where we can all just take the mask off and stop faking the funk and pretending that everything's fine when it's not, and just really surrender all of those broken pieces, you know, lay them at his feet and say, this is who I am. And you ask that vital question, you know, who am I and who is God to me? What is that, you know, relationship? And I, I love that at, in the process of working those 12 steps and the eight principles from a biblical perspective, we learn that we really learn who God is to us and what he thinks of us and that we are powerless in and of ourselves, but he um, has all power and authority and control. And he actually loves us and wants to set us up for success. So um, I think it's just beautiful that you said that, who am I and who is God to me? Those are just two essential questions that we all need to really ask and dig in. So um, what is God doing now, you know, in your life right now, that's kind of led in, you know, from all of this stuff that you've shared and and just your journey with Celebrate Recovery, you know, what is God doing in your life right now? Yeah. Um, So when I was 15 years old, I was at this biblical conference. I really didn't believe in God and I definitely struggled 
with the legalism of the church that I grew up in. But God had spoke to me that moment and he said, you know what, all these things that you have went through and experienced are going to be useful someday. Because in that moment, I didn't see the reason why if God was so good, I would suffer. Mm -hmm. And he told me like, you are going to be a youth counselor one day, that that is what it is that you are going to do. And, you know, hearing that, like, it gave me hope for the first time, but nobody believed me. Mm. You know, it's and I remember taking it to the pastor in my church and feeling so deflated because he did not have faith that that was what God was going to do. And so I didn't. I didn't. And so when I had went to college, I had majored in a lot of things and I had tried a different, you know, lots of different hats on. And it was after my friend had died that I said, you know what, maybe I should pursue this. Maybe I should try another thing. And so I did. I majored in social work. I graduated. Um, with my master's degree, I was working in suicide prevention at that time. And, you know, I really had a heart for people who um, were suffering and were ignored and lonely and had no hope. Um, But it morphed into this, like, I don't want to just be able to give people hope on their last day. I want to be able to give them hope on their worst days Mm -hmm. and on their best days and all the things in between. So we never have to get to that last day. And so I started working in trauma and, um, I'm very excited because I'm at the end of this year, I will be independently practicing and, um, I'm in the process of opening up a business called the resilience center. And that is a safe place for people to come and work through, you know, whatever hurts or trials or past experiences that they had and just really grow in the strengths and even evaluate like what characteristics do I have that made me unique and special um, that, you know, will lead up to the purpose of my life. So I'm very excited for that option and that resource um, to provide that place for people to go and really find healing outside of what we do in recovery, but going a little bit deeper and kind of teaming up even with recovery um, specialists to really walk people through the really most difficult parts of their lives. And I have to thank Celebrate Recovery for that because it helped teach me how important that relationship is. Yes. I just love how, you know, I hear so much in your story, like God is working all things together. You know, it's like, he's bringing all these little pieces, your past, even the the trauma, especially the trauma, um, the, the choices you made back then your, your, um, close friend committing suicide and the impact that had on you, um, all of these things coming to CR, what you've learned in CR. And here you are now, you know, um, going to be practicing and opening resilient center, um, independently. It's just so beautiful to see like the plans that God has for us are so much bigger and better than anything that we could plan for ourselves. And how often do we listen to the voices of other people to determine what we should or should not be doing. And so I'm so thankful that you didn't stick with that, that, you know, that pastor did not speak life into you and it may have set you back initially, but then you overcame that and you began to listen to the voice of God. 
and people who were speaking into you um, and follow that and look where you are now. So I'm just so proud of you, Amelia, and I'm so excited to see what God does in your life through this Resilient Center um, and, and partnering with CR. Of course, you know, we've got your back in every way. Um, so it's just so exciting. I just want the listener to know um, that we will be putting um, all of her contact information, as well as the website to the Resilient Center um, in the show notes. So you will be able to get in touch with Amelia or check out what the Resilient Center is all about, especially if you're local to Clarksville. Um, so we'll have that information for you. So in closing, um, what final word of encouragement would you say to the person listening today who's feeling like maybe there's just no hope for change for them, that they've maybe messed up too much or they've been hurt too bad and they really can't see the light at the end of the tunnel? I always say, you know, we never know what tomorrow has, but one of the big things that I can say personally from my experience is that you're never too broken. You are absolutely never too lost. Um, you're never too late mm. for something to change. You know, I used to think about like this, the universe would have to flip or, you know, God would have to intervene and real. And one of the things that I've learned is like, no, like that doesn't have to happen. It's sometimes up to us to make that choice of saying, you know what? I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm willing to take a risk. Even if I've taken a risk before and it failed or I'm scared, you know, I'm scared to try something different or something new. Um, it's so important to know, like, it doesn't matter. You're it's never too late until you decide that it is. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Um, so I, for the person listening to, I hope you really hear that um, sincerity in Amelia's voice as she shared that, that um, it is never too late to change. You are never too broken. Um, and so maybe you're listening and you're thinking that um, that's a lie from the enemy. And we just rebuke that and just know that, that you can find change. You can find healing. And sometimes you have to do it scared. Sometimes you just have to go forward and you can't wait till you feel this confidence. You just have to trust God and take that first step. Um, so please reach out to me or Amelia if you have any questions and you want to um, move forward um, towards healing. So um, thank you so much, Amelia. Um, I just loved everything you had to share with us today. And I know it's going to bless the listener. Um, would you like to close this in prayer to close the episode out today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Father God, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for all the amazing things that you give us in our life. But I also want to thank you for the hard stuff, the difficult things, the tragic things, because we know that that was not your will or your intention for us. Mm -hmm. But even in those moments, you still want good things for us. So God, I pray that anyone who hears this today, that you just let them know that they are loved and that they are cared for and that they are wanted and that their identity is in you and nothing else in this world defines them. It is you who created them and you who set them apart. And God, we trust that when we don't have the strength to move forward, when we don't feel that we're brave enough or that we're smart enough or that we're articulate enough, that God, we recognize that whatever deficits that we as humans have, you are going to put those people in our path to walk the direction that you called us to. God, I thank you so much for Katie and the ministry at Celebrate Recovery. And God, I just pray 
that whoever this touches, Lord, you just bless them and keep them and let them know that they are important. God, we thank you for all the beautiful blessings that you give us. In Jesus' name I pray. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.